Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are here and uh, IVF is upon us. The reckoning, we'll call it. Dory went to the doctor yesterday. Over to you. Um, Yeah, you know, it's it's like when you find. I feel like when you finally get to the transfer, it almost feels like anticlimactic, especially when you've done it multiple times. Yeah, because with the retrieval, you know, you're going in like every other day. It feels like. So you feel more like a regular, more like you know, Norm from Cheers. Well. No, I mean with the with the transfer, no, because you go in. I went in once. No, I'm talking about with the retrieval. Oh, with the retrieval, yes, yes, yes. With the transfer, I went in once last week. Then I went in yesterday, and then I don't come back until the transfer. Like she's just like, here you go. I'm like, okay. I mean, fine with me. Saves me a trip to Brentwood. Enjoy your progesterone. Have a good time. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's essentially what she said. Yeah. Um. 
I was glad I looked at my instructions today. I was trying to get it organized and like put everything on the calendar, make sure I didn't miss anything. And then I was like, oh shit, I was supposed to start that steroid this morning, but I can take it now. Okay. But it's like, that's not something that you want to take too late in the day because it's a steroid. That's like, um, this reminds me of the time that you woke up in a panic in the middle of the night because you forgot to give the roof its medicine. Well, the roof was very sick. <laughs> the roof was going to cave in. And I had to tell you, no, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. The roof's going to be okay. Well, there was one time, and maybe it was the last transfer, where I, I did forget to take the Medrol, and then I took it way too late. I took it, like, before bed, and I couldn't sleep. I mean, I think you just have general anxiety, as it is. So, are you going to do anything to sort of de-stress yourself on the route to the, re- the transfer? Because, you know, you're pretty stressed out. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of high anxiety. Yep. As Mel Brooks used to say. Mm-hmm. In the film, High Anxiety. We were just talking. Who's I just talking about Mel Brooks with? And I was telling them. Oh, it was um, it was our friend Danielle and and her friend and roommate and other friend and i was saying that i've seen history of the world many too many many times too many times to count never would have guessed it if anyone had asked i would have said she'd never seen it move on you know why go about your business everyone else because so you know we lived in israel when i was in fourth grade and there was a grocery store or supermarket across the street that was also had like a little video video store section mm-hmm. And they had like very few movies in English. Right. One of which was History of the World. They're finally so, doing History of the World Part Two. Well, it's about time. Uh, Andy went over and did a day on it as um, Himmler, one of the Nazis that he looks like. Oh. Jewish Andy went over and played a you know classic Mel Brooks. Classic Mel Brooks. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I have seen it many times. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And I saw I saw the producers on Broadway on Broadway. Sure. <laughs> Did you see the producers on VHS? I did, yes. That's... And I saw Spaceballs, of course. Yeah, of course. Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yep. Dracula Dead and Loving It? No. Blazing Saddles? Yes. What have we missed? Tell us in the comments. I mean, I feel like I've seen 300% more Mel Brooks movies than you assumed I had seen. I mean, you can't really do 300% more than zero. Just, wow. It's always going to be 100% more, I guess. Wow. Than zero. You thought I'd seen zero? I don't know what you see, you know? I don't know what your youth was. I just know you weren't allowed to watch anything. That's not true. It's pretty true. It's not true. What are you talking about? What TV did you watch? I watched a ton of TV. Like what? What era? When you were 12. When I was 12. So that was 1989. I watched The Wonder Years religiously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a weekly viewing appointment. Sure. And you loved The New Wonder Years? Never watched it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. They couldn't get you, huh? No. That's a problem. Had no interest. It's interesting, right? That you didn't care to look it up, even though you watched it religiously when you were 12? Yeah. You know, it was one of those shows that we like, ta- I remember we like talked about it at school. Like everyone watched it. I see. You weren't big picket fences people. You were more wonders, no. wonder we years. We were wonder years. Yeah. Was Growing Pain still on in 1989? I believe. Possibly. I don't remember. I watched Growing Pains. When did 90210 start? Like 1990? I feel like that was 89. 89? I mean, I watched 90210. Sure. I watched a lot of MTV. I thought you were only allowed like an hour of television every day. There was no 
there's no technical limit. I just didn't have a TV in my room. This is interesting to me. So, and there were no like content restrictions. I don't know where you, who you think I grew up with. I, well, I mean, it's just, I don't understand your TV. I just think of you as a person who only grew up with like, we could have one hour of TV no. a day or something. No. My mom loves TV. Like, yeah. She watched, I remember growing up, she watched a ton of shows. She watched good shows like St. Elsewhere, NYPD Blue. I watched Fame. I remember watching Fame with her as like a little kid. The TV show. I know. It lasted like half a season. It was at least a season. I was probably like five. Okay. Well, what are you going to do to relax (laughs) before your transfer? You know, I was thinking, and this also came up at dinner with Danielle. I was thinking I might rewatch Six Feet Under. That'll get you unstressed out. Yep. Watching somebody die every episode uh-huh. and then it's a very good show. I know you never watched it. I did watch it. I worked at a funeral home. When I know. It came out, but you watched all of it. No, I watched like I don't know half a season, yeah, season and a half. I will say. Okay, there's five seasons. All right, so I watched a percentage of it, but I was like, eh. I was too uh, close to funeral him. I know that's actually that that's... I, I was just like. I figured that was this why is, you hadn't watched this is it. Like, um, what am I going to do to de-stress? I don't know. Maybe some more restorative yoga. I did that the other night. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any suggestions? Maybe blow up that pool float I got you. Oh, that's a good idea. Can you blow that up for me with your air Wait, compressor? Wait, no, no, I was suggesting you do it. No, can you do I it I think it would be relaxing to steady your breath into it. No, I disagree. Maybe while you're doing yoga, you could do it. No. Mm-mm. Like when they have you exhale. Yeah. You just breathe into the valve. Ew, no. Whatever. That was a good idea. Um, but if you want to blow it up for me, I will float on it. Great. Should be exciting. Um, any other suggestions? No. Not off the top of my head. All right. Cool. Good talk. Declutter your life, you know? Oh, God. What? I would like to declutter my life. Well, how would you do that? If you got rid of your husband, think of all the clutter that wouldn't be here. It's not the worst idea you've ever had. All I'm saying is take out the life insurance and then I disappear oh wink wink hmm it'll be very suspicious if i disappear this week i'm i'm reading <laughs> one of the books i'm reading right now it's like a it's i mean it's fine it's i think it's 12 short stories some 12 miss marple short stories written by like contemporary authors mm-hmm. and it's all like shit like that yeah <laughs> It's all like he wasn't sick. He had been poisoned for ah, years. Slowly, <laughs> slowly poisoned by the woman he loved. <laughs> um, to get a sizable inheritance. Yeah, essentially. Except I wouldn't get a sizable inheritance. I'd just be able to declutter. But like the weight off of your shoulders would be like mm. such a. You'd be distressed, you know, for that second kid. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> interesting theory. But then Henry would have no one to hit golf balls into the pool with. I'm sure he's doing it right now, and I'm not out there. We went to um, one of his friend's houses this morning to swim in their pool, and Henry was very confused why there were no golf balls in their pool. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he knows they're not supposed to really yeah. go in the pool. That's what I, I mean. I, I like sort of tried to explain it to him, and then I was just like, you know, but that's a special thing that happens in our pool. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting pretty good. And not really taking a golf swing, but he does more of a slap shot. Yeah. It's an illegal swing. You can't really do that. Mm. You got to at least have some backswing. What's the, what's the rule? Your club can't be at rest when you 
start to move oh, the ball. Okay. I believe is the letter of the rule. Uh, look it up. Okay. Tell us in the comments. Hit the bell icon. <laughs> no, I don't need you guys to be notified when there's a new episode. That would be silly. <laughs> What's new with you? Uh, you know, the same same old song, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like a very rut. And I'm, I'm in a rut. Mm-hmm. I'm in a enormous rut. And even when I do things, I feel like I haven't done anything. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just been, I've been playing a lot of Sniper Elite 5. Luckily, they just downloaded the mission where I have to go kill Hitler. That'll be fun. Oh. Thank you, on behalf of the Jews. You're welcome. I wonder if they'll have it like, if they'll do it, like if it's a fun fantasy thing of like going to do it, or if they'll like, he'll lock himself in a bunker and do it himself. And you'll be mm. like, damn it. Mm. Not fair. I wanted to do it. Shitler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. That's what he would say. Yeah. Probably. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I've, I've, I've felt very uh, stagnant. Yeah. I would say that I, uh, I don't know. I can't slip out of, I can't break free of my routine and my routine is nothing. You need to leave the house more. Which is interesting. I know, but I don't leave the house at all other than golfing in the morning. That's why I think you should leave the house more. (laughs) I'm back in the house by 8.30 and then I don't leave again. I know. I think you should leave the house more. But to do what? I think you need to- Get COVID again? I think you need to like make more plans with people. It's hard because I would always feel bad about making plans at night, so I don't. And uh, during the day, I feel like, well, a lot of my day days are taken up now by the podcast, which I have to, we record four a week. So That's insane. Three a week. I'm sorry. Three a week. That's so many. It is. And it's also like that sucks like three days out of the week. Yeah. You're like, I can't really make a plan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's two days a week and I'm just like, well... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then on the weekends, it's not, you can't do anything on the weekends because of Henry. And uh, yeah. I mean, you could go out at night. I've started going out at night. Yes, but you go out at night, so I can't. I don't go out every night. You seem to go out quite a bit. I went out three times last week. I mean, enough to be like, enough where Henry doesn't even ask anymore. He's just like... One of us has to watch the child. Yes, I understand that, but I don't go out every One of night. us has to be yelled back into the room to replace his fully functional I water just, bottle with another water I bottle that think, is a darker blue. I just think you're looking for excuses. I know, and I'm finding them, which is the problem. But they're bad excuses. I, I, look, I would like to not, I would like to be excuse free. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, really. I just feel very... Uh, yeah, I'm in a rut. How are you going to get out of it? Declutter my life. Oh, you want to get rid of me? No, no, me. Oh. <laughs> if I go away, everybody's problems disappear. Wow, this is an uplifting episode. Took a dark turn. Yeah, sure did. Should we take a break? I don't know. Do you want to keep talking about this? About what? About being my in a rut? rut? <laughs> Do you think I'm in too much of a rut the way I'm talking about my rut? But you're right, though. We should totally take a break. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back. Hope you're all doing well and ringing that bell. I invented that just now. So look out YouTube. Here I come. Um, what's going on out there with the folks in the in the neck of the woods that is the uh, interwebs? Well, let's remind everyone that they can email us at DorianMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail, and they can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Please do keep the emails and the texts and the voicemails coming. Otherwise, it's just rut city. Mm-hmm. That's real boring. No one wants that. No. Um, okay. We got this email from Kara who says, hi guys. I originally wrote to you about four years ago in the spring of 2018. I had recently left my abusive husband and was mournfully trying to accept the idea that I would only ever have one child. I had a four-year-old son when my marriage split up. 
During the last couple of years of my marriage, I tried desperately to have a second child. We tried for a year with no luck. And then after I started seeing an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, I got pregnant three times, but miscarried each time. They were fairly early losses at six, eight, and 10 weeks. Myself and my then partner had all the possible testing done each time with no reason found. It seemed we were both healthy, although we were both over 35. And I had long menstrual cycles, which can be associated with infertility, apparently. You both advised me at that time to have my eggs frozen in the event that I met a new partner. I did meet with my doctor who strongly advised against this option. She said it was expensive and a huge risk since eggs can't be tested like an embryo can and said my eggs likely didn't have a great chance of making a healthy baby given my history. I moved on with my life and accepted my single motherhood and singledom in general. In 2020, I started to explore embryo adoption on my own and it seemed like a great fit for me. I was happy with my son, but felt like my life wasn't quite complete. Before I got too far down the embryo adoption road, I met a wonderful man in July 2020 and fell head over heels in love. I'd moved cities and bought a house during the first summer of the pandemic, and I met him because he worked for the contracting company I hired to renovate my house, a real COVID meet cute. He already had three kids from his previous marriage, so we started slowly getting to know each other's kids as we were falling deeply for each other. Then last month, just last March just six months after we started dating and at the age of 40, imagine my surprise to find out I was pregnant. We certainly weren't trying, but hadn't been overly consistent with contraceptive use due to my history. I kept telling myself I would miscarry since that had always happened to me in the past, but things progressed. At the 12-week mark of my pregnancy, I met with a midwife for the first time who told me that often with a new sexual partner and before menopause, the female body can regulate itself in one last attempt to create a healthy baby. When I look back at my period tracking app, I realized that my periods had mysteriously regulated to the quote-unquote ideal 28-day cycle soon after I met my new partner. Mm. Who knows if that was a factor in me getting pregnant, but the length of my cycle which was always previously around 40 days, was always a sticking point with the Chinese medicine practitioner that I saw years earlier, years prior, and she was constantly attempting via herbs and supplements to shorten my cycle and it ended up happening on its own when I least expected it. I gag at miracle baby stories as much as the next person, especially since I lived with secondary infertility for years during my first marriage. But here I am with an amazing partner, my lovely eight-year-old son, a very healthy seven-month-old daughter, and three awesome teenage stepkids, and I can't help but believe that things worked out the way they were, they were, they were meant to. Just wanted to share in case any aspect of my story is encouraging to any listeners. Thank you for the pod. I never miss a week and my baby daughter is now well acquainted with your voices too. And that is from Kara, who is in Ontario, Canada, age 41, a thousand square feet with a partner, five children. She wrote that in all caps mm -hmm. and bold and a cat who thinks she's a lion. Hmm. No hot dogs this year, two TVs, which is too, too many in my opinion. Uh, I mean, look, we can all take something from this. I found it, uh, lovely that you've first, well, first, the first things first, I think that doctor was wrong to question our non-medical expert. <laughs> I don't care what kind of medical school or years of practicing medicine that that doctor had under their belt, but we were probably right at the time. So that I'll take that. <laughs> Secondly, good on you for buying a house in the summer of the pandemic, which we all thought would be the peak of the market. It was not. And then you met a hunk. Whatever. Guess you're having your best life, Kara. I guess you're not in a rut. Okay? Kara's having a great time. 
I mean, I'm happy for Kara. I'm happy that that they're happy. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you can at least um, be happy for other people. Of course I can. Okay. It's all we have these days. Mm, don't I know it? All right. Let's hear a voicemail. Okay, but let's, let's oh. wait for me to be ready. I'm so sorry. I did not have that ready, and I should have. What was happening? There we go. Okay. Hi, Bo, Henry, Dory, and Max. I'm calling in for the first time. So two episodes ago, um, you were mentioning that, of course, you would tell Henry that he was created through IBS. Um, I think Matt laughed about it a bit. He's like, you know, we're pretty public on this podcast, so Henry would probably figure it out. Um, either way, uh, but for the rest of us, you know, us non-famous types, um, I do have a question for you. Um, so my husband and I, we do plan to tell our science baby how she came to be. Uh, you know, we'll share with her all the best parts about how much we wanted her, how hard we tried, and how much we love her. Um, so we're definitely going to tell her, um, but my question is actually on being public about it, um, that we had this IVF journey on social media. So um, it feels like infertility seems to be more and more common. Um, the times I open up about it um, usually leads to another friend sharing. They have their own struggle. You know, something different and unique to their story, but there's some kind of fertility struggle um, in their family. And my, my science baby was born uh, six weeks ago. And I didn't mention anywhere that we went through IVF um, on her birth announcement. Like, it just didn't, I didn't put it on there. And it almost feels, like, disingenuous that I left it out. Uh, it's a big part of our story. Um, and I just think about people on Instagram, you know, they could be struggling and they see my pregnancy and they're like, oh, this is just the highlight reel of Instagram. It must have been so great for her. Um, but it's far from the truth. Um, like my closest family and friends know, um, but that's it. So any advice for me? Um, do you think I should share uh, to help normalize infertility? Um, or do you think this should be just kind of more private and people don't actually care? Um, I, I don't want like a pity party or anyone to like feel bad for me. It's more about I want to make other people feel comfortable and, and be real Um and others not to feel so alone. Um, so if you have any advice, that would be great. Or to other listeners, if any of you are struggling with whether to make it known, um, or how do you how did you decide um, to make it known or, or decide not to, um, that would be really helpful. Um, and so thank you so much for what you do for the community. Uh, best of luck on June 16th to 19th. Um, I'll be thinking of you those days. And sharing you on, um, so all the best. And um, so I guess this is from Anonymous, um, also in the Boston area. Um, you guys should move back to Boston. Consider it. Um, okay, thanks. I would love to, but uh, I don't know how. I don't know. Should we? Is that the answer to our rut, honey? Should we just move? What is the... I was going to write down this time code so I can drop a clean version of that voicemail in for your audio pleasures. Uh, anyway. Should we move? 
Yes, that was my takeaway from this. <laughs> hmm. Think about it. Where would we move? A hut. Okay. What if we got off the grid? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's not on. That's not an option. On the grid. Yes, has to be somewhere on the grid. All right. All right. Hey, thanks. You narrowed it down a little bit. Yep. Uh, our advice. This was an interesting phone call. I think you're over. You're. I think you're overthinking. You're. You're thinking yourself into a a, a loop. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. You're. Uh, look, I think. <laughs> I think it would have been weirder if your birth announcement had IVF on it. Yeah. I mean, it's not that that's not that's fully. I mean, look, if you're super open about it, you want to go. Hey, thanks to some great science and. Uh, a lot of uh, money. Here's our baby. <laughs> but uh, it's not. I mean, is it disin? Do you you? F- I know you. F- you say you feel disingenuous. I would say you you shouldn't feel disingenuous because it's not like you're deliberately not telling people. You know. You know, I've seen people on social media who maybe didn't want to go into like all the great and gory details of their infertility journey or whatever. I've seen them like post pictures and just say something that sort of alludes to it like they'll say like it was it was a long road to get here yes you know or like we 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 struggled and but you know we're we're so glad that so and so like that our baby is here now or something that just kind of like nods to it which i think for people who have also gone through infertility that is like they know what that means Right. You know? It's like, uh, you know, it's like if you know, you know. Right, exactly. If you know, you know. And I think you are, I think just, you know, enjoy the baby. Six weeks. Yeah. Just have a baby. have a time with that. Don't worry about social media when your kid's six weeks old. Just totally. sit, relax, have your husband blow up that pool float. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. This next email is from Stacy. Hi, Matt and Dory. I love your podcast, especially the bonus candle content at the end of the last episode. <laughs> I loved how Dory described your stuff a few episodes ago as a weed. I feel similarly about the things in my house. I have a question for you slash listeners. If you think you want a second kid, but without immediate plans for baby number two, are you saving your first baby's things? Are you saving maternity clothes? I just had baby number one who is quickly growing out of his things and I'm facing this dilemma. No hot dogs, 1400 square feet. Thanks, Stacy. Um, just keep the stuff you really want. Yeah. You think you really might want like you know we have stuff of henry's that's floating around here that i think you know it's <laughs> i have two schools of thought about it like the clothes i could see more than like the equipment mm-hmm. because like the clothes will you know you may not be able to find those ever again right you know good designs are good designs but like the equipment stuff, sometimes I just go, I don't know why we're keeping this because like the cost of purchasing another one, 
you know, is a, is going to be a drop in the bucket and you'll, or, you know, you'll have the other kids. So you'll be like, ah, so happy about that. You won't even really think about it. Mm. Well, what I was going to say is like one thing that I now know since, you know, since becoming a mom is like how much stuff people want to get rid of. And so like, there's always so much baby stuff that people are just so ready to give away or sell for super cheap. Um, that, yeah, I like, especially like clothes wise, I've kept some stuff that like Matt said, like I really loved or, you know, meant something. Um, but otherwise it's like a onesie is a onesie. And I know I can get like, if I wanted like dozens of them right now, I could probably get them within like 20 minutes. Yeah. So did that help? I hope so. I don't think too hard about it. If you really like anything, if you'd like, there's some piece of clothing that you really, really like, keep it. Otherwise, uh, clear your life out. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're going to hear one more voicemail, I think, before we take a break. All right. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, this is Maya in Philadelphia. Uh, just moved here from D.C. And uh, my question is, how are you thinking about having a second kid? Because I have a one-and-a-half-year-old right now, and it just feels like so much work. And she's great. She's actually um, – she's not a good sleeper, but she's a good eater, and she's just, like, lovely. And, I don't know, she's a lot of fun. And um, I just feel like whenever I hear about someone having – a second child, let alone a third child, it just feels like so completely undoable. Um, and this was fine in D.C. because there were actually most of my friends in D.C. didn't have kids, or if they did, they only had one. Um, but I feel like we just moved to Philly a couple months ago, and um, it's really common here. And I don't know. I think I'm just, like, baffled by it. Like, it just feels like, like I just want to read a book. I want to have a cocktail and read a book. And so, um, I don't know, I think I'm just, I, I think I feel slightly less than for, uh, I think, not wanting another one. Um, so, yeah, just want to get your thoughts on that and thoughts from other listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, square footage. All right. In D.C., we were at 1,050 square feet and we just doubled that in dc in philly doubled it's pretty exciting hot dog count no maybe only about four it's still a decent amount very many uh all right that's it thank Thank you you. um i think you're in the you're right in that prime window of uh the most difficult time to have a child is one and a half for a number of reasons, but not the least of which is they're, uh, they're, they're mobile now, so they can get into shit and get into dangerous situations, so you have to watch them 100% of the time. It's not like you can just lay them on their back while you uh, fold clothes. <laughs> um. So there's that and like that period of time too with Henry. I remember just like I couldn't wrap my head around it either. Yeah. I think when your kid is 18 months, you're still like really in it. 
I think it's a uh, yeah. I think that's the that that's the most. I think that's the most all-consuming por- part of baby to toddlerdom. Mm-hmm. Also, and with Henry, I think it was compounded by the fact that he wasn't talking like at all. Yeah. So you know, he wasn't like it was hard to communicate with him. We were like interpreting his grunts. <laughs> Yet, it, yet that just seemed like how he communicated. Right, I, mean, I know. Just it's like so we, weird. We figured it out, and I thought we all we knew what he wanted. And then he started talking, and maybe he could tell us that we were wrong. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's take um another break. Okay. And we're back. Hello. Hope you're all. Still having a great time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you? My mood has improved throughout the show. Oh, good. Okay. Um, well, Sarah wrote in to say, I recall some recent chat on your podcast about people at times not knowing where they fit into the infertility community. I have a son through IVF who's the same age and stage as Henry, and I loved having your pod and the Facebook groups to help me through very much still do. However, somewhere in the midst of of trying for a sibling, four failed frozen transfers and one fresh transfer currently ending in miscarriage, I found that while the chat on the original Facebook group was more relevant to my interests and needs as I navigate IVF again, I already have a child, which I'm painfully aware so many in that group are still struggling for. At the same time, I've now come off the pregnancy and parenting group because that's not quite hitting the mark for me just now either. I hasten to add here that this is entirely a reflection on me and where I'm at currently and not the groups which are amazing. Anyway, I have found a blog called Trying by British journalist and radio presenter Emma Barnett, where she talks both candidly and with humor about exactly this, the struggle of trying for a sibling, when this means being back aboard the IVF train without success. It really speaks to me, and I thought it might strike a chord with others who may feel they have fallen down this crack, too. That is at emmabarnett.substack.com. I truly wish you all... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. the very best with your upcoming transfer and thank you all so much for all you do stats hot dog zero tv 40 inches square footage 856 in edinburgh for the three of us and one cat uh i like the wedding the wedding the wedding the weather in scotland that's my kind of weather Mm. all right so i like that you have found yourself Within a niche of a niche of a niche, mm-hmm. but also have found some content to provide for your niche. Yeah. It's the beauty of the internet. I think people just want to feel seen, you know? You know, I get that, I guess. I feel, because I, I feel like a ghost. Mm. I really do. I really feel like I don't exist. It's weird to say out loud, but it's true. I don't have a therapist right now. He's, uh, last I talked to him, he was in a cab headed to Europe, whatever. Wow. 
He'll be back, though. I'll talk to him June 21st, first day of summer. Henry knows that. Mm-hmm. He's really looking forward to it. June 21st. Yep. June 21st, everybody. It's coming. <laughs> um, yeah. And this, this, uh, this uh, substack sounds great. Thank you for the rec. Uh, okay. Matt, do you want to read this next email? Okay. Are you are are you are you available to do that? What do you mean? It's from Kate. Why would I not be able to? What? I've lost it. I found it. Uh, hi, Matt and Dory. Well, listening to the podcast this week, I completely related to how exhausting three-year-olds are. Uh, everyone always talks about the terrible twos, but that was a dream compared to three. Earlier this year, in search of a break of the pandemic-related content in my podcast feed. I went back and re-listened to all of Gilmore Guys. While listening to Matt's episode, I was struck by how rested you sounded and how much energy you had. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I hope you don't take it the wrong way. But I thought when you said you were wondering what life would without Henry would be like, the answer was way more rested. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. You mentioned getting another certification to boost your job prospects. I had a roommate who spent a weekend getting a forklift operator certificate put on her resume no matter what she was applying for mostly office work she never put it to use but every time she would go to a job interview people would ask her about it who knows if it helped her land any work or at least seemed to make a, her stand out a bit i know tv reddit jobs don't work the same way so a zany credential might not uh won't help but sending good vibes and hoping to get something i guess something soon keep the great work that's kate 1573 square footage in vancouver Two adults, four-year-old, three-month-old, six hot dogs, 39-inch TV. Not a fan of big TVs. We had a 32, which was perfect. But we went to replace it. We found the small TVs are getting increasingly hard to find. So we had to move all the way up to 39. That is uh, that is kind of uh, hilarious and shocking. The idea of a rested me on a podcast. Wow. It's not something anyone gets anymore. No. Which I feel like is a disservice not only to the listener, but also to the community of me. Mm. I am a village. Oh, well, it takes a village. Yes. Village people. I am the cop. Oh, that explains a lot. Bet you thought I was going to say construction worker, but nope. <laughs> um, that's This is very funny. Also, maybe you should get a forklift operator certification. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, usually I could just put down funeral assistant. And that's then people true. go, huh? Yeah. Talk about that for yeah. hours on end. So, but re- no, really, though, thank you for saying that I had energy and was enjoyable on those shows. <sighs> I miss that. I miss that. I miss going into a room with people you're not always in a room with. Yeah. And like yapping mm-hmm. and having a good time and laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you and Andy could record like IRL. <laughs> well, I don't want He's COVID. Oh, he has COVID. He thinks he does. Oh. And I don't want it. Yeah. What I'm saying is, everybody, it's not over. Just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it sooner or later. It seems like I'm getting it later. <sighs> Whatever. 
I'm Dory. I didn't get COVID. I mean, I haven't gotten COVID yet. Notice I say yet. I know that I will get it. Knocking on wood for you. But Henry and I have not gotten it yet. All right. What's next here? Next is Anonymous, who writes, I've heard you guys briefly mention this topic here and there, but I don't remember a specific conversation about it. What really happens if you don't pay your clinic's annual embryo (laughs) slash egg storage fee? My clinic has raised their rates this year, and it is nothing short of infuriating to receive a bill for $750 to source something that took so much time and money to create in the first place. I have no doubt that the equipment, facilities, insurance, etc. that are required to store these cells add up to a lot of money. But shouldn't that cost be baked into the already astronomical fees that clinics charge for creating those embryos in the first place? would love to hear from any listeners who have dared not to pay. Anonymous in Denver in 5,000 square feet with one husband, one two-year-old science baby, one cat, and zero hot dogs in 2022. Sorry, Matt, but I can't stand the texture. Look, nothing to be sorry about. You know, you get 1,000 square feet per living being in your house and then 1,000 square feet. Mm. (laughs) I mean, if we count the cat, then you're right on target. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, 750 storage bill. Well, I assume everything's, you know, I think costs everywhere are going up around the board, you know? I, I've heard that, yeah. Uh, I haven't been out much, but, uh, I've seen gas, but gas is expensive. Gas is insane. I was, like, driving and, like, there was a, there was a light pole in front of the sign, so all the sixes looked like fives. I was like, oh, five thirty nine for a premium. That's not terrible. And I was like, hang on, that pole is very conspicuously placed. Then I inched up in the traffic and I was like, Oh yeah, six thirty nine. Uh gas, <sighs> huh? Isn't that fun? Mm. Mm. <laughs> what do we got here? We got Davina writing in. Um, oh, well, I was going to answer this because I, I have an answer for this. There's an answer to, oh, what happens when you yeah. don't pay? Um, we didn't pay our storage fee when they sent us a bill. But then when you go back and you're like, I want to do a transfer, they're like, okay, pay us the storage fee that you owe us. Oh, that happened? Yeah. God. So I think it's just like if you ever want to do another transfer, they'll get you for those storage fees when you come back. Sons of bitches. But if you don't, I don't know what happens because you. I think you are supposed to send in something notarized if you are going to let them discard the embryos. But I think they, I think most clinics also have something now where if like you don't do anything with them for like 10 years that they are allowed to just discard them. So maybe they would just do that. And I don't know if they would come after you for the storage fee but i know that if you ever set foot in that clinic again you will pay that storage fee good to know yep all right um okay this is from uh davina Mm -hmm. i discovered your podcast by searching funny and infertility wow how'd you get our show what (laughs) sorry just use that clip that'll be that's that's how she got our show weird i know 
but I was so depressed with our journey that I needed something to make me laugh, even if for just a minute. I listened to the very first episodes, then I just couldn't stand the suspense, so I skipped ahead to the transfer that resulted in Henry. I really do need <laughs> to go back funny. and listen to them all because you are one of my favorite podcasts now. I say all that to ask about any guests you have had. Have you had any? Are there any that are in the works? Sorry if this has been asked before. Can you have Miss Rachel on? LOL. <laughs> I would love to get Miss Rachel on the pod. Um, we had a few guests. We interviewed our friends Mark and Chris twice. Yeah. Um, we interviewed another couple we mm-hmm. knew named Hannah and Amy. We had Molly Hockey on. Yep. We had... Uh... We did that Wired uh, live episode. Yep, with Dr. Amy. Mm-hmm. I feel like there were there was like another... Yes, there was one that I you did by yourself. Yes. Because I was like, that was when I was flying to New York and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but no, we don't have guests on very often. It's just, you know, we have guests on Forever 35. Guests are, I love having guests, but it's, it's hard to coordinate. Um, you know, just like getting everyone's schedule. I mean, it's the, it's like a third of anything. It's like, like, I mean, anything. If you have variables, you have two variables, great. You can handle that. But adding a third, which it's just like, it really is fascinating how much it throws everything off. Yeah. So we just kind of decided that for the most part, we're not going to have guests. And also like, we, I mean, we have now recorded remotely a couple times, like when Matt had COVID. Um, although no, I did, I did do one episode by myself then. Um, but you know, we used to do everything in person. And so we weren't doing interviews remotely. I think we might've done a couple like on Skype or something, but it used to be like a little more complicated to do remote interviews. Now there's like all sorts of apps that. And there's no, like now it's like, you know, to describe, what downloading zoom would be right anybody just like hop on here and then yeah um okay davina says i also have another question that i wasn't going to write in about but after the noise canceling headphone email i thought what the heck my husband and i have been together since 2015 and we've gone through three box spring and mattress (laughs) sets we have researched until our heads are about to explode i want the next one to last for a while so we're going to spend quite a bit we are upgrading from a queen to a king and nice. going from a box spring to an adjustable base. Ooh. Do you or your listeners have any advice? Anything I should avoid? We are looking at a sleep number, but people either love it or hate it. I just want more than four hours of sleep a night. Thanks for any insight on this. Love the podcast. Well, you know, your sleep number bed will tell you how much sleep you had. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We have the sleep number bed. We have like the... um it's not the most expensive one. No. Because, like, I wanted one with, like, the least padding. Mm. Remember? Which I regret mm-hmm. getting the least padding. Um, but it can be incredibly comfortable. You just got to dial it in to your, like, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, that's my That's my sleep number recommendation. Which is to say I don't know if I recommend it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you've sort of soured on the sleep number. Well, because it's soured on me. Yeah. Because if I don't have the uh, adjust, there's a valve that's doing something and I can't figure it out, but whatever. I make do. Or sleep on the couch. She also adds, how is Henry's missing tooth situation? It's almost fully back in. And by that we mean it never really went away. Turns out it was just shoved up into his gums. But it has almost fully descended. 
And then, have you bought or thought about buying Henry a cuckoo clock? <laughs> do I think he would love a cuckoo clock? That's a good question. Wow. Yes, I do think he'd love it a cuckoo clock. It would drive me crazy. It would drive you crazy because he'd want to see the cuckoo. All the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Davina, in rural Kentucky. 2,000 square feet, no pets. 55 inch in the living room, 55 inch in the bedroom, only because my husband will not let me get a bigger one. Two adults, one toddler, and the ongoing struggle of secondary infertility. Well, welcome. <laughs> um, okay. We are going to... Uh, yes. We are going to uh, skip... I like Down. the I like the I like the Dory's editing on the fly because I would just be like doing a five hour podcast and not knowing what's happening. All right, we are going to skip down to this email about Philly from Anonymous. He yes. says, "Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I don't blame Matt if he doesn't care for Philly. In my opinion, Philly has always had a huge chip on his shoulder, but it likes to act like it's too tough to care. It's a classic middle child forgotten between the pride and joy of the country, NYC, and the attention-seeking Washington, (laughs) D.C. Philly prides itself on being known for being full of assholes, especially when it comes to our sports fans. We celebrated our Super Bowl victory with the chant to the tune of Oh My Darling Clementine. No one likes us. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. Cause we're Philly, fucking Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. Wow. Oh, okay. When Trump said bad things happened in Philadelphia, there were immediately dozens of shirts available proudly declaring it. <laughs> Despite all that, one of my favorite things about Philly is its love of the arts. There are countless beautiful mur- murals all over the city. Anonymous and Philly have been here over a decade, but I'm not born and raised, so staying anonymous so Philly natives don't jump <laughs> at me for talking shit. That is, uh, yeah, it is middle childy. Thank you. Yeah. Um. All right, we got we got a few emails from people with um, other questions observations about inconsistencies in children's programming okay here we go this marissa all feeding into dory's new stand-up act. says why do mom tiger and margaret wear bottoms but dad tiger and daniel go bottomless hmm. this has been bothering me for approximately seven years thanks for the pot i mean where else would i be able to vent about this and that is from marissa it's in 2,500 square feet outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Two adults, two kids, one cat, one lab mix that are scared of each other, and two hot dogs so far this year. You know, I'm not familiar with the Tiger family yet. Yeah, we don't watch Daniel Tiger. And as a result, I feel good about my life. I think you should. That's the first time I've been able to say that in a long time. Wow. I feel good about my life, guys. <laughs> I don't watch Daniel Tiger yet. Uh, <laughs> yet. I say yet. You'll find it. Um, then we got a text that said, it's true, by the way, do the super wings cause every problem they then need to solve? They literally do (laughs) with a, with a eyebrow raised. They literally do. (laughs) I also can't figure out the economics of the super wings. Who's paying for them? Like how do you get a hold of them for their package (laughs) delivery service? How do you just call them up and make them invent something? And also know that you're bringing doom and disaster when you get something delivered by jet. Wow. <sighs> All right. Well, Thank moving you. moving on to Daisy Duck. 
yes. Mike writes, I can't believe the timing of your conversation about the absence of Daisy Duck because I just completed a family trip to Disney World and we remarked on the exact same thing. Daisy is my three-year-old's favorite character to the point that last Halloween, she forced us all to dress up as characters from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And she <laughs> was Daisy, of course. We saw Daisy in the big Main Street parades, of course, but she was notably absent from Chef Mickey's and many other events where the right, other characters were present. Five. The joke at Chef Mickey's was someone had to stay behind and wash all the dishes. <laughs> oh, boy, Daisy. Daisy. I get that Mickey and Minnie are obviously the main attraction, but we definitely saw more Chip and Dale and Pluto compared to Daisy, especially considering Donald was pretty present and you would think Daisy and Donald would be together. Mm. Shrug. The good news for my three-year-old, at least, was that on our last day, as we left Typhoon Lagoon, a bus with Daisy on it pulled up to take us back to our resort, Aww. which absolutely made her day. Missing Daisy aside, thanks for all the Disney tips and opinions over the past years. It definitely informed our approach to our trip, and we all had a great time. The three tips I can provide, having just taken a three-year-old and 18-month-old, is one, to just spend the money on Genie Plus, regardless of park and individual lightning lane, for things like Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, because three-year-olds have zero patience for even a five-minute yeah. wait. Two, you don't have to do everything, especially with kids. Mm -hmm. And three, frozen grapes are the single best snack to bring because they cool you down, hydrate you, and provide the kids with fiber because no one wants a constipated toddler at Disney. Those are, I like those tips. Those are good tips. And that is from Mike in Connecticut. More square footage now that our basement is refinished. Not sure what the new number is. 160-inch, 265-inch, and 148-inch TVs. No mad acceptable hot dogs, although I did split a dog from Casey's Corner with my wife after we got trapped leaving Magic Kingdom by a parade. <laughs> okay. I've been trapped there many times. Um, and then to wrap things up, we got a text that said Phyllis Diller started her stand-up career at 37 as a mother of five. Go for it, Dory. Put a little spin on that. What? Your little, your, your, your inflection. Oh, well, I'm practicing. <laughs> I think you, you should You know how do Nicole it. Byer has that like very affected like inflection? Yes, it's. Yeah. I'm practicing mine. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I look forward to your act. Honey. Oh, thank you. Okay. That brings us to the end of the show, everybody. Mm -hmm. Breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> uh, you can support us at Patreon. Get two bonus episodes of this per month. Yeah. No? Anyone? Okay. Uh, thank you to our supporters. If you support us at the viral level or above, you'll get your name read right of the podcast. So thank you each month. You also get the back catalog of episodes. So if you're looking for something to listen to, and you haven't heard those, there's a shit ton. So thanks to Don. Deanna McLean. Diana Robinson. Diana Martin. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Goodingham. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elena Paling. Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth K. Elizabeth Konami. Ellen F. Emily F. Emily Harden. Aaron. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmevelin. Frederick Roy. Name of a new band, The Anti-Time Eruption. Oh, that is a good name for a band. Freya. Gita Drury. Greta Truitt. Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jane Ennis. Jen Brennan. Jenna Marie Nelson. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer HS. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Garcia. Jessica Grigsby. Jessica Manilovich. Jesse Lab Labity. Joan. Josephine W. Julia Schoolenberg. Julie McLaren. Julie Phillips. And Kane McCall. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Post Dory's transfer. Do, 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 do.